Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Vandy wants to go bowling. That's their goal. They can set the tone early with a win over the Hokies in the season opener. We're going to tell you how it goes. Let's go. You are Locked On Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pod- Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, hang with me here. This is going to be kind of a crazy take. And, well, with Vandy, you kind of have to be crazy. But um, the way this offseason has been going for Clark Lee and the Vanderbilt Commodores, I see no reason they couldn't start the season off with the bang versus Virginia Tech. Here's why. All right. Now, to tell you why, I kind of have to tell you what they're up against first. Okay. So like you're probably thinking, what in the what in the tarnation is this guy talking about? Vanderbilt competing. They were two and ten. Yeah, da, 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 Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. It's Virginia Tech. You know, they return, you know, a million a gazillion starters, all that good stuff. Well, here here's the tale of the tape. They were first in that they were first in the ACC in defensive yards per game. They were second in the ACC in offensive yards per game. They were number one in sacks and number one in rush defense in the ACC. Um, Vanderbilt last year didn't fare too well against their ACC foe in Wake Forest, who ended up finishing last with a uh, last at four and eight uh, in the conference. Um, doesn't help also that uh, Kyron Drones, the quarterback, is coming back amongst others. Um but honestly, I, I, I think there's some things that Vanderbilt can do and will do, and there's a reason why, A, I think they go bowling, and B, I think the tone gets set early in this first game. And to me, the winner of this – so it's going to start with the quarterback position for Vandy, right? You know, you, I, I think you have, you have the coaching in place now. You have Jerry Kill as a consultant. You have a lot of ex- veteran experience in your ear now that you haven't had the previous three seasons, right? First season was a massive learning curve. Second season was a little bit better. Third season was, it was a major speed bump and uh, a lot of people doubting you, but I, I just think it, it comes down to now. It just seems like he understands what, what he needs to do to kind of be successful. What made him successful, what got him this Vanderbilt job was taking over the play calling on defense, right? I'll, I'll get to the I'll get to the quarterback stuff here in a second. All right. What what that's what made him successful in his coaching career. That's what got him to this point. Now he's going back to his roots a little bit. And I I believe I read his it was either his career 
stats or maybe the last season um, stats before he came to Vanderbilt, but they were giving up 18.6 points per game at Notre Dame, which with that schedule, that's pretty dang good. So Clark Lee is taking over the play calling on defense. He's got guys around him now on that defensive staff that have been successful, that he can mentor, that will that will support him in everything that he does. So he's got a good staff around him now, I think, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He is invested in special teams. We'll talk about their uh, their most recent hire uh, in the analyst spot, but they uh, Jeff Lepak moving him up with an already successful special teams unit. Um, and they just, they just add another piece there on the offensive side of the ball. They overhauled the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they should find some success there. So on, in the, in the coaching side of things, he's done really, really well. And given the situation, I would consider it for the situation, a home run. Now, if you're looking at it from the perspective of like your Georgia's, Alabama's, Ole Miss, LSU's, maybe it's not quite so much of a home run with some of the hires that he makes. Like rating New Mexico State is not on everybody's bingo card, but if you're Vanderbilt, you're 2-10, and and uh, you want to look at one of the more successful programs in G5, well, look to New Mexico State. They had a, they had a pretty good run there. They won 10 games at, at a program that had no business winning 10 games. Um, they did it. You know, they had a really good, nice two-year stretch under Jerry Kill before he succ- before he succumbed to uh, to health issues and had to resign. But um, they were holding their own in Conference USA, and they uh, again, those guys coming over is a is a good move, is a solid move for uh, for Vanderbilt. So um, that aspect of it, I, I think, has improved. So, like, it's a totally different team. Just from that aspect alone, it's going to be a totally different team than what you saw a year ago, than the 2-10 and ten bunch that you saw a year ago. Uh, the, the offense itself has morphed into kind of a, you know, it, it, you could say it's run heavy. Um, it's going to be whatever the heck my – whatever the heck the quarterback that I have in the game can do well. If it's Diego Pavia, then go watch a bunch of New Mexico State games – You'll see exactly what we're going to do, right? If it's uh, Nate Johnson, it's going to look a little different, right? Uh, they're, they're both really, really good, capable runners. I think Nate Johnson pre- prevent, presents more problems with his legs than Diego Pavia just because he's a more gifted athlete. And I said from the beginning in this quarterback race, if if Nate Johnson can turn this race into a physical talent race, he'll win the job. If Pavia turns it into a quarterback race, I think – Pavia probably has the best chance because he knows the system and, and he's in lockstep with uh, with Tim Beck. So, um, and, and that's the aspect. Not saying that Nate Johnson's not a good quarterback, um, but just saying that get, with Tim Beck's system. So, whichever quarterback Vandy, but the, the point is, whichever quarterback is out there, I, I think is going to be very successful. Um, in, in terms of like being able to run an efficient offense, being able to actually score points, stay on the field, um, create positive field position if you can't put points on the board, uh, you know, scoring more, getting more trips into positive territory, things like that. You know, I think these quarterbacks can manage that. I think they can make plays. I, I think both guys are big play threats um, in, in various ways. And um, I, I think this is kind of a microcosm of, of just kind of what, 
um, what the two freshmen they brought in are like. Like Whit Muschamp is closer to Diego Pavia and uh, St. Hilaire is closer in talent and, and physical stature to, uh, to Nate Johnson. So um, I, I think w- whatever you get at quarterback, I, I, don't, I don't think Vanderbilt – I don't think they could choose wrong in this scenario. Maybe um, it's kind of tough to say, but like with Nate Johnson and Diego Pavia, they both do different things really, really well. And I, and what really excites me about Tim Beck and, and his coaching style is that he's going to have some things loaded up for Nate Johnson to have success. And he's going to have some things loaded up for Diego Pavia to have success. He has that much variance in his, in his scheme. And, and, uh, and, and Nate Johnson can do more than, a lot of people are giving them credit for. So uh, I, I think that's going to be – I just think the overall unpredictability of the offense is, is going gonna, is gonna to give uh, Vanderbilt some potential trouble. I, I think Virginia Tech might come in here. You know, they, they might read their own press clippings, as I just said, first in the ACC in a lot of categories, second in the ACC in a lot of categories, a lot of returning starters, probably going to start the season in the top 25, probably going to be feeling themselves a little bit. All right? there. That's a factor. Like Vanderbilt – Construction site, you know, the, the, hey, they were two and 10. We don't have to really, it's kind of an easy opener. You know, a lot of that stuff kind of can come into play. Also, with Clark Lee calling the defense, now the way he's kind of recruited this cycle and the way he's kind of hit the portal, like he's put an emphasis on edge guys and linebackers. Those guys are going to play a, a big part. I, I think you. I think you've upgraded at the cornerback position. So, um, not so much, not so much burnt toast out there. I, I think you've really got good at safeties. CJ Taylor is going to be a hell of a player. Langston Patterson is going to be a, a, a hell of a player. Uh, you, you, you've got really good safeties and Randon Fontenet. Uh, you've got uh, Dante Carter, who's going to uh, factor into the mix. Like you've got a lot of athletic. Uh, people back there that can just really make a lot of things happen. So, like, it's a complete – the makeup of the team is going to be completely different. Like, nothing that Virginia Tech has ever seen because, you know, the team that was on film last year is certainly not the team that's going to be on film this year because it's different schemes all around. They've overhauled a lot of the mentality. They've got a new mentality in strength and conditioning. Uh, they There's a lot of change within the building. And so, with that, can either it can either – there's a there's an old saying it's either chicken salad or chicken you fill in the rest right uh, and and so at two and ten job on the line okay we got to do something right and, and like I said in my last episode I applaud him for making the effort so this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of fun uh, early look at Virginia Tech I mean they you know for for the defense it's you know if they can disrupt Kyron Jones drones. Uh, get him off a spot. Like if they can get a good rush, especially with these edge guys, um, they're going to Vanderbilt's going to move around a lot. So I, I think Virginia Tech, I, it could give them fits, right? And again, they've they've got to contend with that. Now Virginia Tech has some things of their own uh, that they've that they've got going on. Uh, they've got a few really good uh, players in the uh, in the portal. Uh, they got a uh, they got an offensive lineman from MTSU. Um, they've got some, you know, again, those receivers, all four of those receivers are coming back. So, I mean, they're going to be a handful to deal with. And it's, it's not like Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech is going to come out there and roll over. Or they're going to just completely overlook Vandy. They're not going to completely overlook Vandy. Uh, but they're well coached now, finally, uh, since Frank Beamer left. I, I think they finally found a good coach. Um, Justin Fuente was not it. Uh, Brent Price seems to be somebody that's kind of got them going in the right direction. So, um, 
a formidable opponent, an opponent that's going to let you know kind of ex- immediately where you stand, right? And I'm going to talk about special teams when I talk about Shane Gallant uh, later on um, as to why that's going to be a factor. I'm going to tie it all back into the season opener against Virginia Tech as being the tone setter. So Vanderbilt, they have more than a shot here. They have a lot of things going for them, a lot of optimism. We'll continue to, we'll continue to kind of show you different ways as to why everything feeds into this game, uh, which will ultimately feed into the success of the season. So um, it's a tone setter and they have a chance and they, they, they can do it. They can absolutely do it. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I think they can absolutely do it. I believe in these two quarterbacks. I believe in the system, the offensive system that they got going on. And I think Clark Lee calling defensive plays is the best thing he could have done to save his career as head coach. So there you go. Season opener, August 31st. The lines aren't out yet, but I imagine I imagine it'll open up as at minimum 10.5-point favorites in, in Virginia Tech's favor, just given the histories. Of you know, just given the 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 past year's records coming into it, um, I imagine it'll be du- Virginia Tech will be double digit favorites to open. Um, I might be inclined to take uh, Vanderbilt on the plus side of that because I think they have a chance to cover. So, all right. When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball. Um, the Vandy boys seems to be seems to be the uh, the last of the uh, the champions here at Vanderbilt. They're poised for a they're poised for a, a, a pretty pretty nice run themselves, and I'll tell you why the infield uh, is going to play a massive part in that. So stay tuned. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Well, happy Super Bowl, everybody! Um, Niners versus Chiefs. Who you got? Leave it in the comments below. Um, but happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets, right? Me, I go for the Buffalo chicken dip. Uh, we make these pizza crescent rolls that are outstanding. And then all the, and then of course the biggest staple is the wings. I love the wings. Um, love the, love the spread. Love the commercials, and the game itself is always incredible as well. Um, the bets that I like to do, obviously, the spread and the over-unders are, are always fun, but I always like to do what one of my favorite things about FanDuel is uh, the anytime touchdown scores. I love doing those. I won a nice little parlay and the NFC Championship with, uh, with, with the uh, Lions plus 7.5 and, and a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. It was a great bet. Want, want, some, want some decent money there. Um, but FanDuel, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three or four or five, six, seven, eight. But not only can you bet on who will win the super, on Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, like I said. That's my favorite way to bet. How many points will be scored and so, much, so many more prop bets. Prop bets are probably more fun than the regular ones, like over-under on the, the National Anthem who wins the toss? What color Gatorade is dumped on the winning coach? All that good stuff. So new, so go and and check this. New customers, if you join today, you'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to sign up. That's FanDuel.com/lockedon. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back. It is segment number two. Uh, this is Locked On Vandy Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Vandy on X and Instagram. Thank you to my everydayers. You make all of this possible without you guys. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't continue to do this. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Michael Specs, you're my guy. Uh, he's also my guy on SEC After Dark. Love him. Um, Kurt Page, uh, Justin Angel and his dad, um, you know, Scotty Derrick, you know, all my guys, all of my everydayers. Thank you for making it possible. All right. Um, so go to follow us, follow the show on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast and make sure you make it locked on SEC your second listen each and every day as well. So let's talk baseball, shall we? Um, because this season's going to be really exciting for the Vandy boys. And I couldn't get I was looking at some of the scrimmage stats. I was kind of looking at some of the some of the projected stuff on on the infield and oh my goodness. Uh, there's some hitting. There's going to be some hitting that's going to happen here in in this uh, Vanderbilt Commodore infield. Um, you you've got you've got some power on the corners, and you're going to have some some pop in the middle as well. And I I think these guys are going to be. I my takeaway is when Vandy scores runs, it's probably going to come from these infielders driving these guys in. I, I think I talked about the pitching yesterday. I think Vandy set up for a really good duel for the Sunday starter role. So if you missed that, catch that. Um, I'll, I might have a couple of little nuggets on that too before I get out of this segment. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm just super excited for uh, – I mean, it's a youth movement too, like Matt Austinfort. He's going to be the first baseman. He was taking batting practice, but like, you know how like when you go to batting practice um, and like it's a show where it's just you hear the bat and it sounds like it sounds like a rocket and it's just pow, 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 pow. And he's like peppering the seats and like he's driving balls out of the stadium into the parking lot. He was hitting cars. He was knocking out pedestrians. He was like, sending balls into orbit, right? The ball just jumps off his bat. He's going to be a, he's going to be a good power source in, in the middle of that lineup. Um, also is uh, Braden Holcomb. He's going to be a third baseman. And believe it or not, he can play a little outfield too if, if need be. So, I mean, the guy's versatile. He's got some speed. He's got power. Um, he's He can steal. Uh, he, he can drive the ball anywhere he wants. He can put the ball anywhere he wants. And it, he's going to be a weapon. Braden Holcomb, in my eyes, might be the best guy in this lineup. 
Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be the corner. That's going to be the corners of the infield. You have Holcomb at third, Austin Fort, Matt Austin Fort at first. Matt Austin Fort is from the great state of South Dakota, and uh, Braden Holcomb is coming from uh, Florida. So um, Holcomb 6'4", 260 pounds, and, run, and, and can play center field in the SEC. Just, just let that sink in for a moment, right? Um, so it, it's it's a uh, man. It it's exciting times, man. Um, and then and then you're excited about the corner infield, right? A lot of teams would be excited to have these corners, right? And they would say, okay, well, we'll take a little bit of, you know, I'll trade I'll trade some hitting to have this much power and talent on the corners of my infield. Well, it gets better. And a lot of that is because Jaden Davis, uh, they didn't have him a year ago. He was playing down in Birmingham at Sanford University, and uh, he was leading the Southern Conference in hits. He went on a 30-game hit streak, had 60 hits total, um, had, a, I think, a sub – I think he had a, a plus 500 batting average. Uh, he was just raking for, for Sanford. And now he joins Vanderbilt – and looks to slot in as the starting shortstop. I'd be surprised if 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 he uh, if he didn't win that job. Uh, he's he's hitting. He'll probably be one of those that probably hits lead off or ninth, like as the whip around guy or like second or somewhere that one of those spots that you need your most consistent hitter that gets on base all the time. He'll probably slot in there. And then uh, Cam Kozeel, um, he'll probably end up he'll probably end up at second base. Is 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 kind of what I'm what I'm gathering there. Um, they'll find a spot for him. Second base is somewhere that, that he can fit. Um, he could probably find himself somewhere in the middle of that lineup as well. Um, he had two RBI singles during the weekend uh, scrimmages. Uh, he, he hit third in the scrimmage lineup. So I don't know if that's kind of where he's going to, going to kind of fit in Tim Corbin. This is, this thing's probably far from far from figured out, but like I, you know, the opening day roster is going to be interesting because it's going to see where all these guys, but I think these four guys are going to factor in big time in this lineup. So these are four names to really kind of look out for. I'm excited about that. Uh, And Holcomb is going to be the star of this star of this group. So keep an eye on that. This Vandy team is freaking loaded, man. They're thinking Omaha and I'm not talking about Peyton Manning's production company. They're thinking Omaha for sure. And this lineup's going to get them there. All right. So when we come back, we're, we're going to finish out the show, talk a little. We're going to bring this thing full circle, talk a little more football um, as we as we wrap up the show. And we'll be right back at you in just a second. All right. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of your significant others or your children or one of anybody who got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace, the Jace case is a. I about said Jace pack. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics used to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. 
So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off of your order. All right, here we go. We're going to bring this thing to a close. We're going to wrap it in here. We're going to wrap it up. Um, want to, again, thank my everydayers. Uh, follow us on social media uh, at LockedOnVandyX and IG. You can follow my X account at CoachBurton36 on Instagram. I'm Coach Corey Burton as well, so make sure you follow me there. Uh, before we kind of get started on that, uh, congrats to Oren Burks uh, the, of the San Francisco 49ers. He... Uh, former Vandy linebacker. He is headed to the Super Bowl. So he got some Commodore love in the Super Bowl. He's heading to to do the Lord's work in taking down the Chiefs and, and, and Taylor Swift. I kid. I don't really – that doesn't really bother me. I know it bothers a lot of people, but a uh, hot take here. The Taylor Swift stuff doesn't bother me, in, in all honesty. Um, it's uh, – I don't know. It is what it is. She's famous. It comes with the territory, right? So doesn't bother me. I'm rooting for the 49ers for other reasons, but um, that's the kind of team I'm, I've kind of latched onto. I think it'd be fun if Brock Purdy just kind of upset the upset the establishment and 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 uh, won himself a Super Bowl with all the hate that he's been getting. Kind of deserves it, honestly. So there you go. Congrats to Oren Burks. Maybe he'll get a ring. Rooting for you, bud. All right, so. Um, Bringing this thing back full circle, right? I gave you reasons why I think Vanderbilt has a legitimate shot um, to win this game in the season opener against Virginia Tech, even though Virginia Tech is first in a lot of categories in the ACC a year ago uh, with a lot of returning starters. So that only bodes well for them. But uh, there's a team here in Nashville that... If you look at their record from last year, if you watch the film from last year, a lot of those people are gone. A lot of those coaches are gone. A lot of that mentality is gone. They've got a new strength and conditioning coordinator. They've got a new offensive coordinator. Clark Lee is the defensive coordinator. They hired a co-defensive coordinator and an off-the-field defensive coordinator to help him. They've got a new special teams coordinator who is just the analyst from last year who helped oversee a very successful unit. And you've got um, a whole new mentality and a whole new set of coaches who <laughs> will guarantee you at least one win, apparently, because they beat Auburn. <laughs> they are all here. And what's funny is that uh, New Mexico State's AD was visiting Nashville. So, you know, social media had fun with that one. Um, so I think we're getting a new AD now. He's from New Mexico State. So anyway, I, that's that's a total tongue-in-cheek. We're not, Kansas Story, at least not getting – fired so don't 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 take that comment and go oh uh Corey's Corey from locked on vandy said that uh Candace story leaves out and the new new mexico state ad is coming in that's not happening it's just pure coincidence probably visiting his friend jerry kill and his entire staff you never know but anyway um well they made another hire today or they announced another hire today i don't know when they actually made it but uh, Shane Gallant was named as the special teams analyst. Uh, he comes over um, from Mississippi State, uh, who finished, was tops in the country 
in special teams. So uh, very, very, very good hire. And I think people overlook what these analysts actually do. So I'm going to tell you why it was a good hire, because I know what you're thinking, Corey. Analysts don't really make that much of a difference, right? And eh, they don't on game day, but their difference is prior to game day. It's in the prep work. It's in the advanced scouting. It's in the breakdowns. It's in, like, they dive into the minutia of stuff. That's why they're important. And for special teams, you kind of have to have a guy like that because uh, LePac's going to be also be coaching tight ends. So, like, he's got a whole other set of things he's got to figure out and do and, and, and coach with the tight ends and learning the system and getting those guys playing well on the offensive side of the ball. And he's coordinating special teams, which means that he is he's calling the shots uh, on and he's got final say on the coverage schemes, uh, the coverage units and uh, the decisions on the fakes and what fakes they run and how they run them and where they run them and all the good stuff. All right. So what what does Shane Gallant do? Well, here's what he does. He he pretty much takes percentages and he helps craft the, you know, it, where, where it really comes in handy is the, the punt coverage units, uh, the kickoff units and the fakes, right? He, he tells you, okay, the highest percentage of hitting a fake is here attacking this area. All right. The largest percentage of get stealing, a stealing a possession is kicking it here and then week to week, he's going to analyze each of the each of the special team students and say, okay, we need to attack this, this, and this, okay? And here's how we need to prepare. Here's what they're going to give us in the return game. And he does all of the all of that work so that Shane Gal- so that Jeff LePack, not Shane Gallant, so that Jeff LePack can have all the information he needs on game day to say, to confidently say, okay, we're going to run this fake. Uh, this is a and he can get into his headset and go, "Hey, Clark, this is the perfect time. To, this is the perfect time to run a fake, fake punt here. Um, what do you think?" And Clark Lee will say, "Yay or nay." But, um, but having a really good special teams analyst will help you determine those things because they crunch the numbers, they look at the situations even more so than Lapack will because Lapack has other things. But the analyst will just dive into nothing but. Special teams, like having a good special teams analyst as a special teams coordinator is probably, that's probably the most important analyst position, to be honest with you. That's probably the most involved analyst position because they're coaching up the scout teams. Uh, they're drawing the cards. And again, they're, they're running percentages and their quality control checking the, the schemes that Jeff LePac has put together. And their job is to shoot holes in it to see where the holes are so that they can fix those things. And so there you go. I think that's a phenomenal hire uh, coming from a really, really well-functioning special teams unit. Probably uh, they were number one, probably because they had a lot of reps, unfortunately, down there at Mississippi State. So anyway, that's going to do it for us, right? That's why. So Vandy's going to – Vandy has their best chance in the special teams. Uh, bring it full circle here. Vanderbilt, had, Vanderbilt has a chance because – Special teams wise, they're going to steal a possession and they're going to gain momentum because they're going to have elite special teams, which is odd to say against Virginia Tech because that's what Virginia Tech has been known for in their history. 
But I think Vandy's going to have the advantage here. There's a lot of reasons, and we'll talk about those reasons from now until now until kickoff. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. So anyway, congrats to Oren Burks. Uh, but we're going to get out of here, man. We hope you enjoyed it. This this thing flew right on by. But uh, this is the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Corey Burton, and until next time, when I, next time I'll see you, it'll be Hump Day. So uh, so happy Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Anchor down.